GG and PK is brought to you in part by Syringa Networks. Verizon customers, if you recently are notified that some of your telecommunication services will no longer be supported, contact Syringa Networks. Syringa is Utah's fastest-growing premier telecommunications provider. They have a full range of services. Call them today at 385-420-7881. That number again, 385-420-7881. That's Syringa Networks. Coming up, we got Sports Jeopardy at 8.30. Mike Pulaski, Cal Bears radio analyst, is going to join us at 9 o'clock as we continue to uh, look around the Pac-12 here as the season approaches. Two weeks to the season opener for BYU and Utah. A day or two more than that for most of the Pac-12 teams. But it's almost here. Yes, it is. Two weeks, as you say, time is a funny thing. In the moment, it seems like it drags, but when you look back, it seems like it blows. Winter goes forever, and summer is done in two weeks. Yeah. My neighbors across the street just send their kid off to a two-year mission, and they're all depressed. It seems like it's going to be 45 years. Then you look back, and you move along. Let me guess. Brazil. No, Norway. Oh, okay. Which is where his grandfather served as a president. Cool. A native came to the States and then went back. So they're all excited. But right now they run through those gamut of emotions. I've never experienced it, nor will I ever, about uh, have that situation. So I don't know exactly what that, well, I have no idea really what it feels like. Well, maybe I do in a different sense, but we won't get into that. Uh, so he's gone and seems like the, for the next little while, time is going to drag. But to think that two weeks ago camp opened and here we are already two weeks into it with just a few days more before they officially close camp. I Kyle, love when they do that. Kyle was looking forward to that. <laughs> yep, camp's going to be over. And we'll be standing right here asking There's you There's really the no change for us. Yeah. look good today, coach. <laughs> so, you guys missed a good practice today. But for them, it's a big deal. Camp is now closed. I just think they're trying to – I mean, as much as we need every practice to get better, and coaches will say that, there is a certain amount of, can we get to a game already? Sure, because you look at the pros and they play pretty quick. I think they play way too long. I'm not an advocate of the 18-game season in the NFL by any stretch. But you're not an advocate of those four preseason games no, either. No, no. 16-2 would be a good combination. For me, it would, yeah. But, but there's money to be made and stadiums to be filled and beer to be sold and trucks to be moved. and Yeah. It'll either be 18-2 and two or 16-4. and four. We're not getting 16-2. and two. I find the beer sales to be fascinating to me because I just saw where Vanderbilt's going to do it and they're joining these teams in the SEC that are going to do it. But yet we view that as something questionable, but yet we have no money, no problem making money off of it and charging whatever they charge for a beer at a stadium. A lot. I mean, I'm at a stadium because I'm working, so I'm not doing that. We're literally not on the concourse levels yeah. to even see concessions in a right. lot of places. Right. In a few you might be. But, but a lot it's it's interesting that, you know, we don't want the ramifications that come from too much. But fight! We've got, we've got no problem accepting the money that comes from that. And I, it always is a, it makes me a little nervous when people start to go down the morality road. Because, man, you, your life better be akin to Jesus's once you're doing that. Well, that's not usually how it works. I know. But yet they go down that road and they preach those things. And particularly, does it, does it seem somewhat tawdry on a college campus to be doing that? 
or it's just a world we live in and it's no big deal? Well, there's three things. One, and I, I think most teams are playing on campus these days, but I grew up around a team well, whether that, you play didn't, on campus or that not, didn't not play really on campus. Point. Yeah, but it kind of is because a lot of campuses have gone, are going or have gone dry, and then all of a sudden right here, well, it's like it's, it's kind of on campus, but it's at the edge of campus. So it's like it's adjacent to campus. So we'll go ahead and sell it. But then they make a big deal out of, you know, making the campus dry. Well, the kids are all under 21. Well, they're not all under 21, and there's a lot of people on campus who aren't kids. But it's like you said, sorting all that stuff out and trying to grab the moral high ground and then make the argument, and then uh, they're going to do it because they need to make money and keep up with the next school. And what's the story at the U and Utah State? And obviously, BYU, we know what that is. But it's not sold at all there under any circumstance? I don't think so, but so, you'd have to ask people who are on campus more than me. Because if you go, would you go to like a monster truck spiel? Do they sell it then? It's not a college event because obviously the stadium and the Huntsman Center or whatnot, they're used for other things like this Kingsbury that Faraday's going to be there. Yeah, we had David, That's on the U of U campus. David Faraday was on earlier this morning if you're just joining us. I've been to those facilities sure. to see concerts and plays and whatnot. Uh, so they're on the campus, but they're not a. It's not a university event, right? Yeah. So do they sell it then? I think the answer is no, but I don't know. Now, should the U join the Times? They're they going to feel the pressure too to keep up with the money. They're pumping a lot of money into that, into the athletics program. Right. The thing came out; they're the number one uh, budget for recruiting in the conference, outside of the two private schools. So should should you do that, or should should they ma- they maintain? Some bastion of collegiality, even though they've pretty much stripped all of that away now, playing on Sundays and and doing the things. And then playing on Sundays isn't necessarily a religious. The people who object to the Sundays, they're not necessarily from the religious standpoint. Majerus used to object to Sunday play because he said it's the only day that they could be counted on not to have to do anything most of the times. Uh, yeah, to be, travel off of a road game, but that'd be about it. They didn't usually practice on Sunday. and Right. In that era, they didn't play on Sunday. But now it's a TV commodity, so they're playing on Sunday. Yeah. And so then they have they never get a break from being a student or an athlete, and they have to do it every day, seven days a week. So he was always vehemently opposed to that. Give them that day to do whatever. If they want to go to church, fine. If they don't, that's fine, too. You, know, you just get away from it. But that's gone out the window. So... You should put that on there. Put a poll. Should Utah, should the public universities in Utah sell alcohol at their sporting events? Because we're seeing, I saw this yesterday, Vanderbilt's yeah, doing it, too, yeah. and they listed several schools in the conference that are doing that in some that Some are conference. doing it, some aren't, but the right. majority are. Right. And so how would you feel? It seems it seems to me a little bit dirty because you're going to have consequences from that, but yet they don't really matter the consequences as long as they're making the money. Because it's clearly a financial thing. It's not a recreational thing. Because if it was just, I'll oh, have a beer while I'm watching a ball game, if that was the case, you would limit them. You know, you can only buy one or two, but you can buy 50, right? I mean, you can't buy 50 at the same time, but if you just drank it and turned around and got right back in line... You, I guess you can, I don't know, maybe they do have a limit. I'm, when I'm at stadiums, I'm working, so I'm not doing that. Uh, 
I've never purchased alcohol at any arena ever that I've been to. I know here at Vivint Smart Home, they cut off alcohol sales after the third quarter of games here. Yeah. yeah well, most that's like a football, basketball yeah. thing. Baseball, there's usually an inning. Seventh, seventh, seventh yeah, inning right. normally. I mean, we have no problem with it at a college event. So we wouldn't think twice. The NCAA tournament is being played in this arena every few years, right? I assume, I don't know this, but I assume beer is sold there. I believe you're During correct. those games, college games out on the floor. I mean, we we have no problem whatsoever selling it at a pro game. How about the colleges? If it, And you're going to make money off of it, clearly. Poll question is up. Vanderbilt's going to sell alcohol at football games. Should our local colleges sell alcohol at games, too? And I just left the S off the games. All right, that's great. That's not, uh, like not that. That's Nothing a like minor a, typo. Nothing like having a typo. Hold on. Well, but that's nobody's minor. voted yet. So we'll no, just, I got one vote right here. Well, it's gone. I blew it out. I'm gonna oh. fix the. <laughs> I'm gonna fix the. There's typo. not a feature in which it's you can gone. edit it. You can edit Facebook. You can't edit Twitter, and I don't know why Twitter. Twitter can't refuses that out. to add an edit feature. Oh really? That's they stupid. Need to though. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. There and away we go. Now vote. And they should also have a thing where something pops up. Do you really want to send this? <laughs> and Are then you, click you yes, sure? And then another thing pops up. Your career is at stake. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've seen a number of instances in which that has backfired on people, which is why I, by and large, have backed away from it. Because uh, I don't want to get myself in trouble. And, and plus, Jake Scott had an excellent point once. He told me, he said, if you keep putting your opinions out on Twitter, then why would people come listen to the show? Bada bing! Yeah. So tease the show. Except then you make fun of me for doing the constant teases. No, I don't. Because you, you told me there was some research that shows that that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And I, and I, that type of stuff, I just give you, I don't know, it's not blind trust because if I were to find out and look at it myself, I'd find the same conclusion that you found. So I have implicit trust in you doing those things because you've taken the time to research that stuff and what it means and how it's beneficial. I don't have the patience that's, for that. That's giving you me a do. little too much credit. Well, I you was tell pulled me into Channel a, 2 and I whatnot. was pulled into a meeting at Channel 2 and told. <laughs> okay, well, that's more than me. Right. So I just trust you on that, so... I don't, I may have done it at a time, but that was born out of ignorance. I don't do it anymore because you said, no, this is the reason why you do it. And okay, makes sense. I didn't know it. So, but Jake's thought of putting too much out there of your opinions. Well, then that's going to, it's out there. So what's the point of listening to the show? And obviously I want people to listen to the show. So uh, I've, I treat a lot during games. That is the best time. And that's when most people are on. Yeah. Uh, Vanderbilt's going to sell alcohol at football games. Should our local colleges sell alcohol at games too? The poll question is up. You can vote at David DJ James on Twitter. David DJ James. I would like to think no, but at the same time, I'm not in charge of any financial situations at any of these universities, so it's much easier for me to say no. But, you know, it, it seems like... It, with college kids and and we know brains aren't uh, fully formed until they're out of college most of the time and is that the right thing to do are we encourage uh too much excessive drinking and the problems that come from that and then a lot of these people not just kids but these people you're at the stadium and what do you do you get in a car and then that could become a serious issue well, some Ute fans are like, we ride tracks to the games. The like, great, I already hear and that. And good for them. But yeah. a lot of people are still trucking, yeah. stuck in traffic yeah. coming out of those games. 
You have yeah. to try to go down Foothill and get to the freeway. Right. Good luck with that. And I'm not naive enough to know that, to think that, well, just because they're not selling it at the games, I don't necessarily, you know, the Max Hall sneaking it in the stadium and all that, whatever. But obviously in the tailgate situations, they're doing that. And some people tailgate after games waiting for the crowd. And does that yeah. lead to aggressive behavior, which then leads to potential problems? All right, go ahead and vote. DJ and PK, when we come back, it's time for Sports Jeopardy. Uh, we're going to have a Pac-12, an ex-Pac-12 quarterback on, Mike Pulowski, who uh, quarterback Cal Bears to one of their better seasons of the last 30 or 40 years. Uh, he's now a uh, radio analyst. We're going to talk to him at 9 o'clock. So in honor of Mike Pulowski, what do you know about Pac-12 quarterbacks? And we'll get to that in Sports Jeopardy next. Stay with us. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. NFL Players Association has issued a work stoppage guide to its players to help them prepare in case of a strike or lockout following the 2020 season as the Players Association continues to negotiate with the NFL on a new collective bargaining agreement. Ohio State, formerly known as The Ohio State University, is seeking a trademark on the word THE for use on clothing and hats. Major League Baseball. Clayton Kershaw picks up his 12th win. Dodgers beat the Marlins 9-1. Bryce Harper hits two homers. Phillies beat the Cubs 11-1. And Matt Chapman goes yard twice as the Athletics beat the Giants 9-5. Bees open a series with El Paso tonight at Smith's Ballpark, 7 o'clock. Get your tickets at SLBs.com or listen to the game here on The Zone Sports Network. Top of the Wire brought to you by Diamond Parking. Headed out to the airport? Check out Diamond Airport Parking. Beginning and every great trip at Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car to curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water. Plus, no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save. That's Diamond Airport Parking. The Big Show. David Locke. What is the big move this summer that you're really looking forward to seeing play out out of all the movement we've seen in the offseason? I think Mike Conley is the Jazz, actually. I don't think we know how good Mike Conley is. He's always been really, really good, borderline all-star with no help around him. His wing players have been Tony Allen, Tayshaun Prince, Rudy Gay, and O.J. Mayo. I mean, he hasn't had any help. He played with two bigs for most of his career in Zach Randolph and Marcus Soule, so he didn't have a lot of room. So this is like the first time he's playing with a space floor. You know, by the end, of Gasol wasn't the same player, so I'm very interested in that. If you've missed any of the Big Show, go to 1280thezone.com. This is the Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Think you know sports? All right, smart guy. Time to put that knowledge to the test. It's time for another edition of Sports Jeopardy with DJ and PK on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, here we go. It is time for Sports Jeopardy. We got our champion, Steve. Steve, how are you? Good, guys. How are you guys doing? Steve, you're piling up the wins. How many you got now? Like 30, 40. <laughs> Liar. Good job. Challenger, Joey. Joey, good morning. Good morning. Steve's getting a little attitude, Joey. You going to take him down? 
Yeah, definitely. Okay. The reign is over. <laughs> there it is. All right, Steve. You're the reign the ch- of three. <laughs> Steve, you're the champ. You go first. It's all about Pac-12 quarterbacks today. Question number one. USC has been known as tailback U for a long time, but the Trojans have had this many quarterbacks throw for more than 10,000 yards in a career. Five, four, three, two, one. That would be four quarterbacks. Well done. Bravo. Carson Palmer. Matt Leinart, Matt Barkley, and Cody Kessler. I, you could have given me all day, and I didn't know Cody Kessler threw for 10,000 yards. All right, Joey, you're our challenger. you got question two. You're up first here. This Stanford quarterback won the Heisman Trophy and two Super Bowls. Five, four, three, two, one. Who is John Elway? No. Steve, you want to you steal that? Five, four, three, Two, one. Yeah, who is Jim Plunkett? Yes. Nice. Steve's up two zip. This Stanford quarterback won two Super Bowls and finished second in the Heisman Trophy balloting. Five, four, three, two, one. Who was John Elway? Yeah, Joey kind of teed that one up for you right there. <laughs> Joey. Joey, this yeah. groundbreaking African-American quarterback led Washington to the Rose Bowl and was eventually inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Five, four, three, two, one. Who is uh, the only... That's Oregon. Um, let's just go Achilles Smith. Ooh. That's wrong. <laughs> Steve, you want to steal Five, this? four, three, two, one. Who is Warren Moon? Oh, Steve is on fire. Uh, this Cal quarterback threw a Pac-12 record 43 touchdown passes in his career, but he threw a bunch of interceptions to help the youth win when game day came to town. Five, four, three, two, one. Oh, that game was beautiful. Five, five picks, I think. That would be Jared Goff. Steve just ran the table. That was amazing, Steve. Good work. Those are good Thank lines you. at the start, Joey, but in the end, it's, it's Steve again. <laughs> All right, Joey, we still have parting gifts for you, so stay in line. You can get fabulous stuff. And then, uh, well, Steve, you'll, you'll be back on Tuesday, and the, the reign of terror will continue. All right, thanks, guys. Thank All right, you. there you go. Wow. Runs the table. All five. Impressive. Yeah. The John Elway one got teed up for him. That was pretty easy. But uh, I agree, yes. I don't know that I would have even guessed the number four on USC quarterbacks throwing for 10,000 yards. That seems like a big number. Two or three. Well, Kessler got in there for three years. Right. So you need some duration to get some career numbers. Seasonal numbers, obviously, you don't. But to get the career numbers, you have to have an opportunity to play early. And Kessler did beat out some guys. Is now in the NFL. I think he's with Indianapolis, no? Uh, I've lost track of him, to be honest with you. Off the top of my head, I'll just go. I'll just trust well, you. Well, I thought he was in line to play, depending on what Andrew Luck is doing with his injury situation. Yeah, I double check that. But. Seems to get worse and worse. Yeah. Uh, Wikipedia says he's with the Eagles. The Eagles. Yep. So he'll move into the number two spot because the other guy got hurt. All right. 
Joe, hey, you'll get your chance, right? He's 26 now. The kids grow up so fast. Yeah, I think he's more of a backup guy, but so what? If you're drawing a paycheck in the league. Yeah, so. he's already bounced around a little bit, Cleveland to Jacksonville to Philly. Uh-huh. So Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I view him as a backup. And he was okay. You never really know these quarterbacks. They come in with such hype, and you just really have no idea if they're ever going to live. I mean, Matt, particularly then to try to make them the jump to the pros. So the high school to college, but then the college to the pros. I mean, Matt Barkley was all that starting as a freshman, blah, blah, blah. And then he's never really taken off even close to it as a pro. Kessler's in the league. Leinert was a total bust. I I would have to say Carson Palmer was the best uh, SC quarterback in recent memory, unless I'm forgetting somebody. I mean, I never forget John David Booty. (laughs) You can't forget John David Booty. No. Just because you like the name. The Louisiana native (laughs) himself. Just rolls off the tongue. And so, SC quarterbacks, uh, Pat Hayden, if you go way back. Oh, Pat Hayden, back in the day. I was just trying to think. It was a different era then, but these guys are through for 10,000 yards. I think Leinard probably was the biggest bust of them all in terms of NFL because he was Mr. Hollywood at the time that L.A. didn't have a, uh, an NFL team or right. teams. Really embraced the spotlight, had yeah. the persona. Had the look. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and now had he's the, doing – Had the swagger. He's doing commercials that basically mock a failed NFL career. And then, of course, I think he's doing Fox uh, television stuff. So he able if you can't play and you got the look, just transfer and to the media and you're good to go. At least you can make nice money there. A bunch of the L.A. media is full of USC people. They'll take care of you. Yeah, he's on a national. I don't know that he does anything local. Mark Sanchez, I guess, would be the best quarterback that we haven't mentioned in that run of quarterbacks they've had. I would go Carson Palmer. Well, we mentioned him, though. You said you listed him. You said Carson Palmer, and I can't think of anyone else. Yeah, Mark Sanchez. That's the why I couldn't think of Mark Sanchez. <laughs> I agree. Carson Palmer is still the best. I don't think Mark Sanchez did anything. You could go back to Paul McDonald, best left-handed USC quarterback. I don't want to. There aren't that many left-handed quarterbacks. There's a few in the mix. Right. I haven't uh, really paid attention since Bobby Douglas retired. <laughs> Bobby Douglas. <laughs> He's terrible. He just <laughs> ran around. That was, when, as a little kid, and you're going to say like you were two weeks old probably, or you, you know, day one. But as a little kid, when's the first time there was like sports BS and you remember thinking, what are they talking about? Because Bobby Douglas might be the first time. I just have this memory of being in elementary school and it was on and what? he's really great. And I'm looking at him like, well, why is he great? <laughs> he's not great. What are we getting all fired up about? He's not great. And I was a little kid. I mean, I, I don't even think I was 10. <laughs> I don't know that that happened to me until I was down in uh, Las Vegas. And me and Ben Bagley were doing the Mountain West Media Days. Mm-hmm. And sitting to our left were the New Mexico people. <laughs> and we could hear them. But Ben was sitting closer to them. Uh-huh. And so Ben could hear him. Yeah. Completely, and it was the Loxley era, which was, and New Mexico has been a bad football program for that was an decades. unmitigated. But if you're disaster. looking for the phrase "worst of the yeah. worst," yes, yeah, yeah, 
and they were over there talking about how the Lobos had a chance to go to a bowl game that year. And Ben looks over to me and he whispers like, they're thinking they're going to get to six wins. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> they're awful. I mean, that was the biggest line of Homer BS that I'd ever heard. There's like, no way, way, man. And then in Albuquerque, they desperately strive to be big time, but they're not. Their basketball program has actually gone backward, and they really want to be something because it's all they have in that community, and they're miles and miles and miles away from anything. And so they try to they pump up the Lobos at anything, but there's nothing to pump up. And they were trying to just talk their way in, the two guys that the, they had a shot to win six games. And we were just laughing to ourselves, thinking, they're going to get a shot to win two games. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> and they had no chance. I forget which year it was. Well, they went 1-11, 1-11, <laughs> and then they got an offer. Uh, the Loxley era? It looks like 2011. It was, uh, that was bad. No, it looks like they pulled one game out. Good for them. <laughs> they beat UNLV. That's what they're there Good for. old Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how these teams have just been down and they suck. And that's what's one of the great things about Utah is they were able to transform. And actually for me, when I first got here, I kept thinking, why isn't Utah better than it is? I mean, they should have so many advantages. It makes no sense to me that they're this bad. And now look at them. And now it makes complete sense to me that they're this good. This is the way they should be. And maybe this year is a, the high end of it, and we'll see how it plays. But they should be decent virtually every year. They have just so many things going for them that allow them to be pretty good. Yeah. And now it's not about just getting the leftovers from the Southern California area. You have the opportunity to go in and get premier players, or California in general, Northern and Southern. You have the opportunity to go in and get premier players, which to a degree they have. Jalen Johnson is a premier player. He was a premier player from day one. He started day one. He'll start his three years. I believe he'll go off into the NFL in the next season. And they got him. So that might be the upper level of example, but they certainly should be able to get a lot of quality players. And to me, they're fulfilling their destiny and what I thought they could be. They're not exceeding it at all. I think they should be a solid program most years. And and then then you have an opportunity where you've built up a quarterback since his sophomore year, and then he becomes a senior, and then you're ready to roll. And then they've got the good fortune right now anyway to look like the other teams in the division are also reloading or not good enough. You don't get to control that, but it looks right now like it's breaking their way. Yeah, because now you have all these coaches that are either in their second or first years, and you have to allow them an opportunity. Essentially, in Kyle's second year in the conference, he went 5-7. and seven. Even though he had been there for a while, it was his second year in the conference. So expecting any of these other guys in their second years to do really well, it's not really likely. Now, by really well, I mean win the division. You can get to six, seven wins, but to win the division in your second year, in the case of Colorado, obviously his first year, I don't think that's likely. So I can make a case that this is the downest of the down times in the South. 
and that it will get better. And they, that, that still tends to be cyclical. It should. Right. And then uh, I guess also the North should get worse because right now the, the North looks like it has four pretty good teams. And we're going to talk to Mike Pulaski here in about 20 minutes. But Cal's not bad. I mean, they're picked fifth, and I get why they're picked fifth, but they don't look bad. I think they could be competitive with these coaches. Will Cox has got a defensive identity. Well, that's what he's built at Cal very quickly. Now he's got to get the offense up to speed. Shaw's had it rolling. He was able to pick up where uh, Harbaugh had built, and he is an alumni of there and shows no signs of leaving. So it should continue. It may not be three titles in four-year type good, but they should be competitive. They found their landscape. Uh, Washington State is a great uh, mystery because as long as Mike Leach is going to be there, they're probably going to be pretty good. But when does he say enough? Or maybe, you know, he's mid-50s. Maybe he's saying, I don't want to go anyplace else. I'm the king here. They, they treat me like royalty. I'm this, everything I say now, which I can say something that isn't the remote bit odd or funny, but everybody thinks it's quirky and they laugh hysterically. And he thinks his team's really good. And who right. wants to walk away from that? Well, money talks, though. And if you have an opportunity to, to make more money in a better situation, you do it. If you think it's right. So there's a possibility he could walk from that. I mean, he was up for the, what, Arkansas? Didn't he investigate that? And maybe he's just using that as a ploy to squeeze more money out of Washington Leverage. State. Yeah. And Chris Peterson doesn't look like he's going anywhere. It looks like he's found his home. Right. He's had an opportunity to jump a million times, and he's only jumped once. He was picky. He waited. And he waited to the right time when they created the Power Five, non-Power Five, and he knew Boise then would be, he'd accomplished all he could do, and Washington was an opportunity that he just seized and has run with it to a great, great level. So I don't know that I can see that the, the Pac-12, or the, yeah, the Pac-12 North is going to take a hit. First of all, uh, you know, I'm not sure. Not from that area, but... With that kind of dough and resources available to you, if you're winning there, maybe he can learn something. You know, Chip Kelly, uh, Chip Kelly, maybe the walls are closing in on him a little bit with the uh, NCA stuff. And so maybe he jumps the gun there. Uh, and if it wasn't, he had stayed. I don't know that. But, you know, he didn't, he, the grass wasn't greener in the NFL. It didn't really work. So I, the bottom line is I can actually see the North being competitive for a good while. By in a good while you're talking four to five years. It doesn't look like there's any reason any of them would fall apart. Which makes it rough for Cal and Oregon State. Good luck, guys. Uh yeah. I, I Things change. I know they change. Cal's okay though. Right, but I'm I'm thinking they could be, should be better, but it's gonna be hard to be better. They were okay. They they went seven and six last year. They were four and five in the league. Yeah, but I don't think Cal is ever going to be threatening to win the South. But they're going to win ball games. In the, the North. North, I mean, they're going to win ball games. But when you've got, I mean, four, I think that's all you can really expect right. at Cal. But when you've got Washington, Washington Stanford, and Oregon on your schedule every year because they're in a division and they're all up together. That yeah, but you beat Washington last year. They did. They did. They got them twelve to ten. Grinded out. You can get. I I can see Cal being an eight win ball club. I don't know that I can see them more because I don't think the community demands that they do more. Well, we can talk to Mike Pulaski about that because he was there for a ten win season and they have been very rare. Right. He was right in the middle of it. 
I don't think there's that passion that just absolutely demands. Like at Oregon, man, you're not doing it, they're running you. And since Chimp Kelly, they've had, what, three coaches? And that doesn't really surprise me. One of them strong took golf. Man, you always talk about head scratchers in the conference, and I just clicked on Cal. I'd forgotten this. Now I remember when I see it, but they lost to UCLA 37-7. Mm-hmm. UCLA, who didn't do anything all year, and Cal's got this great defense, and they just got shredded. Yeah. That doesn't make sense if you look at it on paper. Right. And that's, you know, how do they get to eight wins? Well, they win that game or the Arizona game. That's how they do it. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Mike Pulowski, Cal Bears football. We'll talk to him in about 20 minutes. We'll update you on our poll next. Vanderbilt is going to sell alcohol at football games. It's uh, is it What's the term? Is it a trend? A creeping trend in college sports? I mean, some places have always done it. It's a trend. It's coming. But it's growing. It's a wave. Should local schools do that? We've got a poll question up at Twitter. David DJ James. You can go and vote there. We'll update you on it next. Stay with us. Come see Scotty and Hands at Restore Hyper Wellness and Cryotherapy in Draper Friday from noon to 3 and take advantage of all the Zone listener specials on cryotherapy, IV drips, hyperbaric oxygen treatment, and more. Vanderbilt's going to sell alcohol at football games. Should our local colleges sell alcohol at games, too? You want to try and predict how this is going? You have the pulse of the people. Yes and no are the two options. I think there might be some rules and regulations and laws, so it would be allowed to sell. Uh... They might, they might have to clear some obstacles first. Uh, I would say uh, that uh, a majority would say yes, sell it. 60% no, 40% yes. We're 424 votes in. Go to Twitter, David DJ James, and vote. Travis says, uh, nothing wrong with enjoying an adult beverage or 10 while watching a game live at the stadium. Hashtag drink responsibly. Hashtag go use. Hashtag nine is coming. Travis, Cougar fans think you are a typical Ute. Yeah, well, I don't know that you're drinking responsibly if you're having 10. Pretty sure the answer to that would be no. So that's, you know, I don't know that uh, it's anything you want to be making fun of, making light of. Mark says the U can't because it's a state institution. The state of Utah doesn't allow alcohol to be sold on site. It's a great idea, but it can't well, happen. That's, well, it right. can happen. That's what I'm saying. There would have to be things that can would have to change so that's what i said should be allowed to see to sell i mean so if they made changes sure brett says the jazz sell alcohol fans never act badly there i guess i'm down on my knees hoping they sell booze at the stadiums well actually fans have acted badly don't is know. that alcohol induced don't know the answer to that but obviously uh the jazz owner stood out there at mid-court after people acted badly okay so. but i have no idea if that is i don't know if on because of alcohol yeah. i don't know if that's connected or not i don't know and i don't know how big of a deal that is it's a money maker i assume that's why they do it uh but if you've got a seven o'clock weeknight game how much time is there to overindulge yeah the nature of football just being a weekend and a whole day event as opposed to basketball going all day grabbing something to eat and then going to the game at night what would be interesting mentality maybe and they probably have this knowledge somewhere beer sales on saturday night games versus beer sales on tuesday night games they probably track it they track everything so yeah they probably do know the difference there and so is there an increase of sales at the game on a weekend versus the tuesday night when folks are 
hustling to get to the arena on time. It's all triggered because Vanderbilt, the news just broke yesterday that Vanderbilt's going to sell alcohol at football games. And Mark says, uh, oh, sure, and a few weed stands, too. This is an amazingly stupid idea. <laughs> okay, well, in the places where that stuff is legal, will that happen? Uh, I was going to say or no. that's smoking, I, so you I, can't smoke in public places? I was going to, well, um, but it's, it's not all smoking now and edibles and all that, so. That's right. You brought those brownies in the other day. Bada bing. <laughs> And I tell you then, Yak, when he brought those brownies in, life was charming. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so far, you told people not to make light of it, and now you're making light of it. Brownies? The good news is, the people brownies. who are making light, it's not the brownies you're making light of, PK. <laughs> Uh, it was obviously over-the-top joke, and it did there not happen. a couple serious takes here. Sean says, it would be better than chugging before the game and taking in a flask. In my opinion, most of the excessive drinking happens when tailgating because they can't get a drink during the game, so people over-drink. And that was the point that I was going to bring up. If it's already happening to a large extent, why not open it up? And then you're making money off of it, and then maybe you can control it. Or, I don't know this, because I don't tailgate. I'm going to the games to work. Is it a situation where if they then they have both, so then they're way over the top. You've yeah. been doing it before, well, and then you can do it during the game. You know, and it's possible. I mean, you're talking about, you know, depending on the stadium you're at, 30, 40, 50, 60,000 people, it's possible both things are true. That somebody would overdrink and it would before and then more during and it would be a mess. And It'll make it worse. And then at the same time, there could be somebody who stopped with a doing three shots before they ran into the stadium thing, and it would be better for them. I mean, it's you're talking about tens of thousands of people. It's not going to be yeah. everything true for one. I do know when I go to concerts, I scout <laughs> out who's sitting around me. And see, that's funny you mention that because I was just going through. This is not surprisingly generating a lot of feedback on Twitter. Too many people get drunk and sloppy. I just went to a concert at UC and it was obnoxious. Right. And that's the last thing and you want. And then they ruin it for you. You're going to have fun and yeah. someone, whatever, and obnoxious comes in a lot of forms. What's obnoxious to one people isn't to another. But if a fight breaks out, it's obnoxious. Or even with the language. Yeah. Right. And they're that's loud and they think different. they want to be funny. And they think they're funny and they're not. Yeah. And so then they just they get loud and they want it. They, they, everyone looks for separation in life because most people's lives aren't charming. They're boring. And so you get an opportunity in a closed environment and you can be loud and you can draw attention to yourself. You're really making an ass of yourself, but you think you're funny. And a lot of it is liquid courage. All right, we've got a lot, a lot more responses coming in. We will get to them coming up. You can vote uh, Vanderbilt. Going to sell alcohol at the college football games there in the SEC. Should that should that happen for our local schools? And obviously, I think changing laws, as you point out, and all that. But is that a good idea for the local schools here? Go to David DJ James, vote on Twitter, and we will get to that uh, coming up. Coming up next, Mike Pulaski. He's the Cal Bears radio analyst, uh, former Cal Bear quarterback who uh, led one of their best seasons in the last generation or two. He'll join us next. Stay with us.